This is News Talk. And it's still the story that isn't going away. Dr Tony Houlihan and Trinity College Dublin. Of course, a big report due to be published or certainly given to the Taoiseach today and more details uh, coming out in the papers this morning about what that report is going to say. So if you look to the Irish Independent first, the report at the Department of Health will admit that the final financial details of Tony Houlihan's secondment to Trinity College were not fully worked out. The report was written by Robert Watt, who's Secretary General at the Department of Health and that was a report uh, given to Health Minister Stephen Donnelly we're told it will say that Dr Houlihan's salary was going to be covered by research funding from a Department of Health Quango to be applied for by Trinity College which isn't the same as what we had first heard that his salary was going to be paid fully out of public funding. I know it's a bit nuanced but the idea that it would come from research funding is slightly different to being paid out of the public purse in the same way that Tony Houlihan's current salary is being paid. Junior Health Minister Anne Rabbit has said it will be a shame to lose Dr Tony Houlihan from the public service. A messy weekend in terms of handling the message on this. We'll get more details on that report later today. The Irish Examiner um, it says that the role in Trinity for the CMO is in breach of rules. Government leaders are to conclude that the Deeply regrettable secondment of Tony Houlihan to Trinity College Dublin broke existing rules while top civil servant Robert Watt is to escape sanction. Senior government sources have made clear that existing rules make no provision for such a secondment from the civil service to the wider public service and the move was in contravention to those rules. The leaders are to conclude tonight. So a lot of the details already leaked out in the papers. I'm sure there's uh, so, still some road yet to go on that particular story. Now, obviously, people still wondering how we're going to house Ukrainian refugees. It's the main story on the Irish Times. There are acute concerns in government about capacity to house Ukrainian refugees with the available supply of hotel and B&B places almost exhausted. Senior officials have said facilities such as large halls with camp beds and tents were unlikely to be needed before Easter, but sources were unwilling to rule them out beyond that. So reading between the lines after Easter, it looks like being I don't know, community halls, community centres, things like that could be decked out with camp beds for Ukrainian refugees to sleep in. There's going to be a big meeting today between the uh, property industry uh, and Housing Minister Dara O'Brien to see what we're going to do about this. Uh, Other story in the front of the Irish Times, not the first time we've heard this, junior doctors say they're at risk of burnout. Four out of five junior doctors say they're at risk of burnout. Large numbers report mental health issues as a result of poor working conditions, according to research conducted by the Irish Medical Organisation. They put in a lot of hours uh, in fairness to them and they're saying that they are resource poor uh, and basically at risk of burnout. The exclusive on the front of the Irish Daily Mail is that giving turf for the fire to friends and neighbours is set to be outlawed by Green Party leader Eamon Ryan. The traditional roaring turf fire could become a thing of the past for the majority of homes under plans by the Minister. be interesting to see how this goes down in rural Ireland. It's a big thing at Christmas time that you give your neighbours or your friends some turf, but that could be outlawed if you're to believe the front of the Irish Daily Mail. The sale and distribution of turf will be banned from September 1st. However, the rules are expected to spark fury among rural Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael politicians who are already in revolt 
over uh, the style of the Green Party in government. Yeah, that seems like it's a story that could run and run. The Irish Daily Mirror pump action. They go with the truckers' protest. Angry truckers will today bring the capital to a halt again over crippling fuel prices. Some are calling for the convoy action to cause gridlock in Dublin for up to two weeks. The roads were fine when I was driving in early this morning, but the warning is that from about 7am you could see the impact of this and they're not up for just the day. The truckers say they'll be there for at least a week some saying two weeks, uh, according to the papers this morning. We shall see what happens with it. There's also a pedestrian protest planned for today, according to the Mirror. Activists expected to gather outside the GPO on O'Connell Street. Daniel Kinahan is on the front of a number of tabloids this morning. US law enforcement is to clamp down on the Kinahan cartel and will declare them major global targets. That's the story in the front of the Irish Sun. The front of the Irish Daily Star clamp down on cartel. Now, inside the papers, Dublin Airport still uh, dominating the headlines after we saw people queuing outside over the weekend. Was it Saturday morning we woke up to this news where people were queuing outside the airport in a managed way? Now, in fairness, some of those who were queuing outside uh, at sort of 4 and 5 a.m. did say they were through security in an hour but others obviously were sharing pictures and showing that they were in lengthy queues. The airport is in the Irish Times this morning saying that they will manage the flow of passengers accessing the terminal during busy periods in the weeks ahead. Uh, the Irish Times reminds us that on Saturday, members of the public queued outside the terminal for the first time because they were trying to get them in an orderly flow. The DAA has said that during busy periods ahead, the flow of passengers into the terminal building will be managed, meaning some travellers could be queuing outside. That's just a warning for you. Perhaps you're jetting off for the Easter weekend. Maybe bring a coat with you if you're heading to Lanzarote or somewhere. Not for Lanzarote, but for outside Dublin Airport. Lovely news over the weekend. Kelly Harrington and Mandy Lachlan got married over the weekend and a well-known priest is in the Irish Independent congratulating them for their marriage and criticising the Catholic Church's out-of-date stance on same-sex blessings. Father Paddy Byrne, not for the first time, lamenting the fact that he can bless tractors and cars, but not a loving same-sex couple. Speaking to the Irish Independent, Father Byrne said that Kelly Harrington and Ms Lachlan encompass and personify all that Christianity is about and he wished them all the best and he said I find it sad that as a church we can bless cars and tractors uh, but he also says in fairness he doesn't know would this couple wanted to have got married in a church but it would be nice I suppose in his view that they'd have the option and that the church would allow that so I think that'll get people in Catholic Ireland talking also getting people talking will be how much barristers are paid because I think it's fair to say there's an assumption that barristers are very well paid, but there's an interview with a man who worked as a taxi driver and also worked in a hospital before becoming a barrister, and he said that his pay is now lower than before he joined the bar. This is Darren Lawler, who said he's raised his concerns with Justice Minister Helen McEntee there. Barristers get €25 for a remand hearing, €50 for a plea in mitigation, and they also get €67.50 for a full hearing. And Mr Lawler says that low pay, record inflation have left some barristers struggling to pay their bills. 
I suppose a lot of people will be surprised when they hear that he would say taxi drivers are earning more money than barristers. Now, a couple of other stories for you. If you are a man and you've a job interview coming up, well, we're told this morning in the Times of London that most employers still believe that job applicants should wear suits to an interview. Three out of four of a thousand employers surveyed said wearing a suit was acceptable. But interestingly enough, one in nine said they would actually think less of a candidate if they turned up wearing a formal jacket and trousers. I suppose it really depends what type of job you're going for. Some people would think it's totally inappropriate to be wearing a suit, far too dressed up. Other employers... Uh, do sort of think, well, it shows a bit of respect, doesn't it? I think it is really down to the type of job you want if you wear a suit or not. But interesting, some employers would actually look down on you or think less favourably if you actually put on the uh, suit and tie and all that stuff. Final story for you, because we are coming up to Easter. The Mirror says Cadbury's Easter eggs have shrunk by nearly 10%. Now, we'll be talking on News Talk Breakfast about calories in Easter eggs with Dr Eva, just to cheer us all up this morning. But we are told that they are actually getting smaller. Cadbury has cut the weight of its eggs, the bars that come with them, or both, in a bid to slash their costs. Cadbury's large Easter eggs are up to 9.7% smaller this year compared with 2019, with consumers getting as much as 25 grams less chocolate per pack for the same price. I assume Dr. Eva might welcome that, others maybe not so much. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com, this, this is News Talk.